the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, happy Thursday to you, folks. It is January the 4th in this first full week of 2024. Uh, I'm back with you. Billy out, G in the saddle. We are going to figure out a way to get through the show on this special January the 4th. Uh, as you know, I uh, I like the history stuff a little bit, a little bit here, and uh, I don't mind telling you some of the interesting things that are uh, historic about this particular day. A guy invented his very first revolver pistol, and then today, in 1847, if you can do the math on that, that's uh, seven. What is that? 180 years ago, uh, sold his first revolver pistol to the United States. That dude. Sam Colt right there. Boom. Uh, in 1865, that's right. Uh, let's see. But that's right about as we're wrapping up the uh, the Civil War. The New York Stock Exchange opened its first permanent headquarters at 1012 Broad Street near Wall Street in New York City. That's a good one. This one caught me by surprise. The longest recorded strike by employees ever ended on this day in 1961 who was on strike you ask it was the danish barbers assistants not the barbers themselves people were still getting haircuts but they couldn't have barbers assistants they had unionized and they had gone on strike for wait for it 33 years that <laughs> whoever they had working for them as their lobby uh, people their labor people not that good really not that effective also, uh, I'm not going to call it a dark day in history, but uh, you can draw whatever conclusions you want. On this day, this exact day, 17 years ago, Nancy Pelosi became the first female speaker of the House of Representatives in the 110 United States Congress. And again, I'm not going to say dark day. You give it whatever characterization you want. But on this day, three years ago, I can't believe it was three years ago. Oxford AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccines are given to the general public with 82-year-old Brian Pinker in the United Kingdom, the first to be jabbed. That was three years ago. In some ways, it feels like it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. In others, it feels like it was just the other day. And if you wanted to feel old, none of those things really made me feel dated. The Sam Colt thing, I guess, but, you know, once you get into the 1800s, well, you know, what are we doing? But uh, the show Night Court, which I think is having a resurgence. They've done a refresh of it or something like that. I see John Larroquette on there. Um, Night Court premiered on this day 40 years ago. <laughs> you know, what the what? 1984? It was on for nine seasons, and I don't know what it's doing now. And then uh, 23 years ago today, a guy named Michael Jordan. No, he wasn't playing for the Bulls. He was playing for the Wizards became the fourth player in NBA history to score 30,000 career points. And he did it against the Chicago Bulls. Anyway, I thought that was all good historical stuff there. Now listen, uh, for this particular Thursday, as I, might, as I make my way over to the special information that I only I have access to, light snow. 
So if you were thinking about going out and doing the whole halter top thong thing as you mowed the lawn, one, your lawn's probably stopped growing a long time ago because it's January. But uh, get out and do it this morning because colder, lighter snow, a high of only 37 degrees. Tomorrow, light afternoon snow, 38 degrees. Saturday, 40. Sunday, snow, 35. Monday, snow, 30. Folks, I remember those days when we were just consistently in that 70 to 80 range, sometimes into the 90s, and we'd read these things, and then all of a sudden, holy smokes. I mean, Sunday, they're saying it could get as low as 17 degrees. I'm almost certain that's very close to freezing. So uh, just just take that into consideration there. I'm still trying to figure out a way to get up the hill and do a little bit of snowboarding this year. As you know from the show, I did not get up a single day last season for 8 million different reasons. I've got to this year. Got to figure out a way to do it. Unfortunately, this weekend is a drill weekend for Big Daddy. That means uh, politics-free and uh, no ability to drive up to the old Breck, although I've got some friends up there right now. It looks like it's pretty awesome. Uh, in terms of things going on, uh, there's some big breaking news. I don't, I don't know if you pay attention to what happened with a guy named Epstein. Anybody ever heard that name before? Well, there was a list of names that were part of a lawsuit from 2015. Uh, the lawsuit was a defamation lawsuit, and it was brought by a young woman who'd been trafficked and victim victimized by Jelaine, if that's how you say her name, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell, and Jeffrey Epstein. And that suit got settled in 2017, but only now, and it should have been a long time ago, the names from this particular list, there was a list of names from this trial, from transcripts, should have been released to the public. It didn't happen until yesterday. Now, we don't have the entire complete list, but there are a lot of names on here. The thing is, is that I don't see any that are like, knock your socks off. Uh, there's former President Bill Clinton Anybody shocked at all by that revelation? It's been out there. He's mentioned more than 50 times in the filings, although there's no indication of any evidence of illegality on his part. His own representatives did not object to the unsealing. No evidence of illegality. Anyway, um, you you can draw whatever conclusions you want there. Former President Trump is mentioned in the documents, but no reference is made to any illicit behavior. Does that shock you or concern you at all? I mean, there's something about this list I want to know, because I think we've all speculated that Jeffrey Epstein knew a bunch more stuff than than the public was ever allowed to know, and what he knew would have been explosive. I mean, in fact, there's a quote attributed to him where he said, if the public knew what I knew about Biden and Trump, they'd have to cancel the 2016 election. That's Jeffrey Epstein. Now, he ends up dying in uh, jail, and instantly the conspiracy theories start to pop up, and that is, whoa, 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 why was this guy unattended? How did he kill himself? And I, I think he hung himself, but I can't remember. And then pretty soon those things develop into the fixes in. They, they, whoever the faceless they is that does everything with absolute power and anonymity, they killed him. They killed him to shut him up because he would have said things that would have brought down, I don't know, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. We don't know. 
But now we see Clinton on here. We see Trump on here. What we know is this dude had a ton of money, big private plane that he polluted the planet with all over the planet flying around. He loved having the young girls brought on board, not just the plane, but on his little private island. And, and it seems undeniable that many of the people that were there, I'm not saying most, many of the people that went there went there to engage in some sort of lascivious conduct with girls, some of whom were underage. It seems like that's been the developed story here. So instantly there is a guilt by association thing here where if you were on the plane or you went to the private island, what the heck is going on? And so now we have Bill Clinton and we have Donald Trump. Does it matter? I mean, when you hear, oh, Bill Clinton, you go, I know what's going on there. I mean, one of the quotes that came out of this thing was, Bill Clinton likes them young. Uh-huh. And that's shocking, shocking. Someone call Monica Lewinsky. But uh, it, does it shock you at all that Clinton's on there? And what, your mind, in your mind, aren't you instantly thinking, I know what happened there. Do you do the same thing for Trump? When you see Trump mentioned in the documents, just like Clinton was, do you think, oh, I know what he was doing there? I mean, there's only a couple answers. One is, no, I don't think that at all. I don't think anything uh, nefarious happened. I'm going to presume him celibate until proven otherwise. Or do you think, yeah, he did it, but I don't care. Not a big deal. Burn to the bridge. Would never change my opinion on him. It's just, it's interesting because you've got both of these guys polarizing in their own way. Both former presidents, both former most powerful men in the world. It's just, it's, it's amazing that they end up connected to this slimy, evil dirt bag. Uh, someone else on the list, you may not have heard this, Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz? That dude is big time. Like, he, they have movies where Ron Silver played him. Do you remember that movie? And it was, oh, Alexa, someone's going to remember this or Google it and tell me, and I can't remember. Big time movie. I think Jeremy Irons was in it. He kills his wife, and um, Dershowitz, Ron Silver, gets him off. Good Lord. Anyway, Dershowitz, big-time attorney. He became a big Trump guy, big Trump attorney in a way, and he is now uh, part of these release documents. And this article says he helped disgraced financier Epstein get a sweetheart plea deal, which he did. Dude got a sweet deal. He's prominently featured in the filings, all of which predate the lawsuit in which, and I can't pronounce the young lady's name, and I probably shouldn't say it anyway. I don't, don't want to. I don't know if we do that for victims who have made themselves public, but I'm not gonna. Alleged she was trafficked to him. She alleged she was trafficked to Dershowitz. She withdrew that in 2022, saying he may, she may have made a mistake in identifying him as someone that she was trafficked to. That's kind of a big deal. You know, it's one of those charges where it's like, yeah, yeah, the, um, you know, it'd be one thing if someone said there was a storming of a target, you know, like we see in San Francisco and California, some of these other places where they have like the mob theft, the mob retail theft, and they break in through the front door and there's, you know, 20 or 30 people running around just uh, grabbing up things like it's a game show and the sand is running out of the hourglass. It'd be one thing for someone to say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw Brockler in there. I'd be like, I'd be horrified. I'd be like, there's no chance I would ever do something like that on camera. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that at all. But um, I, that'd be one thing. That'd be offensive. You'd want to clear your name. But imagine if somebody who has 
pointed her finger at a bunch of people and said, you engaged in trafficking me when I was underage for sexual purposes. And then you go, well, maybe it wasn't you. Like, oh my God, how do you get that taint off? And you know what I'm talking about because whenever they put a picture up on the TV, on the news or online or something, if somebody accused of sexual assault on a child, don't you look at them and instantly go, nah, I knew it. You could see that guy a block away. Of course that dude's a short eyes. You can totally tell. Look, he combs his hair with buttered toast. I mean, look at that look. The little mustache, the thing. You might have sat next to this cat in a cubicle for years and never suspected it, but the minute you see it on TV and the minute you hear someone say child predator or pedophile, that doesn't go away. You can't wash that off. I mean, even if a jury were to acquit you, there would be people who'd be like, nah. I mean, it's it's such such a toxic label to be given. Now, there's someone else. There's two other people on here that it doesn't seem like they're associated with the bad stuff either, but they're in there. David Copperfield. Guy could not magic himself off of this list. He could not disappear off this list. And Michael Jackson. Again, that one, just based on what we know now, the Neverland stuff, don't you kind of go, uh, I get it. But, you know... He passed away before all this stuff came to light, so I guess he beat it. But you wanna be You know what I'm talking about. And then some guy named Jean-Luc Brunel. I don't know who this cat is, but it says he is a uh, former modeling agent and longtime Epstein associate, and that he died in a jail cell in France in 2022 while facing charges that he had denied over his alleged participation in the sex trafficking of minors. He appears in several of those documents as well. And then, of course, um, the prince, Queen Elizabeth II's second son, Prince Andrew. Talk about spare. Jeez. I mean, Harry thinks he's got it bad, you know, being hooked up to Meghan and all that. Which, by the way, I did not know that she is significantly older than he is, like 40 years. No, it's not 40. It's something else. But she is older than he is. And... Uh, you know, they're going through their strife right now because their efforts to blow up the monarchy so they could hang out and become part of the Hollywood royalty does not seem to work. And so he writes his book bemoaning the fact that he's the second born, which means he's the spare. Nothing good can can come of that unless, you know, his brother falls down the stairs a couple times or something. So uh, look at Prince Andrew. Yikes. There's a there's a lot going on there with this guy. He, of course, has rejected allegations of any wrongdoing, and he denied all the other accusations by that victim that we talked about that brought the lawsuit that she arranged, that Epstein arranged for him to sexually abuse and rape her when she was only 17 years old. He, of course, settled her lawsuit against him in 2022, but he did not admit wrongdoing. And let's be honest, folks, when you settle a, law, a, a lawsuit against you, you never admit. That's part of the thing. There's two things that usually happen. You, no one has to admit wrongdoing. And it's usually the terms of the settlement are sealed. In this particular case, of course, it doesn't look like uh, that was 100% done. Uh, there's going to be more documents released with more names. Uh, there is one name off the list. I saw this on Colin Rugg's social media uh, that had been redacted out of a bunch. But I don't know why they're redacted. This particular article says there's someone named Doe 107 has until January 22nd to submit support that revealing her name would bring her physical harm. 
And so I presume, listen, who wants to be on this list? You know what I mean? Like who out there is like, it's not a big deal. I mean, Clinton's people didn't object because Clinton's reputation has been tarnished for going on 30, however many years it's been since the Monica Lewinsky thing. What's there to lose now? Nobody looks at that guy and says, hey, can you please come babysit my preteen daughters? Nobody does that with this guy. So that, and I think it also looks kind of guilty-ish. Here's, thank you, texters, for being so smart and telling me. It was Reversal of Fortune, the story of Klaus and Sonny Von Bulow. Thank you, texter. That was the case in which, and that's year, that's like three decades ago. Alan Dershowitz was a big deal back then. Uh, he was the attorney for, I think, uh, Klaus Von Bulow, who used some uh, Ozempic. No, I don't think it was Ozempic, but some sort of diabetic thing to, to poison his wife to death. Here's uh, Alexa telling us, Trump was exonerated in the testimony. Well, this will be good. Let's see what it says right there. Jeffrey, uh, this is out of the transcript. Did Jeffrey ever talk to you about, and then I can, doesn't look like that happened. It says, like this girl's, oh, this is Clinton liked his girl's young Trump. Never on Epstein Island or an Epstein home FBI raid. Well, that's great to know. I'm glad that we heard that. And thank you for telling me that. Uh, Craziest one I heard was Stephen Hawking. Yes, Gina, I heard the same thing. But I read this um, article in the wee hours of the morning this morning, getting ready for the show, where even Epstein is in an email telling someone, no, there's Stephen Hawking absolutely did not participate in whatever this orgy thing was. And I'm like, first off, <laughs> good, good to know, right? I mean, um, a brief history of time or whatever it is. But um, I'm picturing this now. Uh how does that happen? I mean, I, there's only so many devices you can blow into that will do your bidding. I, I just don't understand. And I don't I don't want it to be true, so I'm glad Jeffrey Epstein says it wasn't. Here's another one. Jeffrey Epstein was referring to Clinton and Trump election in 2016, not Biden. Was he really? Because, as you know, eh, not Biden, not 2020. Okay, that's super helpful. Not about Joe Biden. And now I feel like a maroon, as Bugs Bunny would say, because 2016, of course, was Hillary v. Donald. That's interesting. What he knows about Hillary. Jesus, what's that about? I'm sure it's about Bill, but what? Uh, another, another stuff. Joan, who's such a great listener for us, is always good on saying, I'm listening to what you're talking about. I don't care. Let me just send you a bunch of things that are on my mind. And so, Joan, thank you for doing that. It's a bunch of stuff about the homelessness thing. And I do want to talk about that today because um, we didn't talk about this one aspect of what happened over the end of the year. And in part, which is Mayor Mike Johnston was able to secure housing for 1,000 people. Now, I was holding off on that, hoping against hope, that what we could do is get the mayor on, but it has been bonkers trying to get his comms people to get back to us this time around. I don't know why that is, but I'm just going to move forward with this topic anyway. We'll talk about it after the break. Uh, here's another text. That list of Epstein Island names is old news. I posted that on Twitter before it was fascist. <laughs> Dershowitz was on Fox to explain it. Why do you think they're releasing this now? I don't know. Maybe it's because it comes along with the rest of the transcripts says, perhaps to interfere with the election that Trump is going to win. Um, I don't know how it interferes with Trump's election. 
I mean, if the information is out there, and Alexa helped me get it straight on here, that um, dude was in no way on the island or at his house or anything like that or participated in the nonsense, then um, what does it do? It's Maybe it's a distraction from something, but it's kind of hard to distract from the border crisis that's taking place. This is just more like rubbernecking news, but it's been something that's been so highly touted and long-awaited. Um, I thought it would be worth seeing, but maybe this is it, man. Maybe we get it out now in the early part of the election cycle for 2024 so that people are like, Neh. I mean, if this thing was going to be released as ballots were going out in October, meh, okay, that feels like interference. This, I don't know, man. What do you think? I mean, you think that, well, what's behind all this? Is this like we need transparency and we need to know what members of government and uh, big-time influencing society have been engaged in? 303-696-1971. I, I, that's our number, by the way. Give us a call. I do worry that we are rapidly approaching, maybe we're already here, a period of time where you, and I'm not trying to justify the criminal, I want to know the criminal stuff, but where you got to be so super cautious about who you hang out with. Just because five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, that could come back to haunt you. you got to be worried about things you say. You know, I've heard some of these elite institutions, like the ones who just got rid of two of their presidents. These folks will do a deep dive on social media. And there have been offers. We talked about this on the radio, too. There have been offers for acceptance into these big schools rescinded because of a middle school posting that was deemed to be racist or misogynist or something. I mean, are we rapidly approaching an environment where we must, or zero defect is the term that we would use in the military? Are we in a zero defect environment? Because that's not humanity. And I'm not suggesting that's what took place on Epstein Island. My God, far from it. I'm just saying, at this point, you have people that hobnobbed around with this guy. And you got to think at some point that you're like, oh, I just saw Bill Clinton at this party. It can't be all, that's probably the wrong example. I just saw Trump at this party. It can't be all horrible. Or I see all these big people. This guy can't be bad. No one would think, oh, this is a great party. I bet that guy traffics little girls. And yet 5, 10, 20 years later, your name shows up on a list and people are like, you son of a, I mean, are we at that place right now? My God, social media. If we had social media when I was at Bear Creek, if we had anything other than Polaroid pictures, when I was in high school and college. Uh, first off, I wouldn't be on the radio, unless it was prison radio. Um, there's no chance I could have ever been elected to anything. That's because young people do stupid things. And it sounds like they're a bunch of adults who just assume that they can go hang out with certain people and what harm can come. And then 10 or 15 or 20 years from now, you find out, oh, dude was peddling little children for sex and uh, I went on his private plane and now everybody thinks somehow I'm I'm a part of this thing craziness 303-696-1971 what's going on here I do want to talk about the uh, Michael Johnson thing but this list the release of this list and I appreciate that last text you think there's something else behind it if so what is it well I mean should we even care if we already knew this stuff should we care about who's on this list 303-696-1971. Stick around. We'll get to your calls, your texts, as more of them come in here. It's the George Show, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here at 710 KNUS. 
Lines are open at 303-696-1971. We do have some texts in here. And my God, the, the stuff Alexa finds, I want this to be true. And this is in reference to the Stephen Hawking thing. We're talking about the Jeffrey Epstein list. It's been partially released at this point. This part is bonkers. Please, folks, I'm reading it because I trust Alexa, who goes out there and finds this good information. So if this turns out to be false, um, it's Billy's fault because he's not here. Uh, Here's what it says. This is a question from the transcript that was released. Question, did Jeffrey ever talk to you about Stephen Hawking's proclivities? Yes. He liked watching undressed midgets solve complex equations on a too high up chalkboard. (laughs) I just don't understand. I'm telling you folks, the guy, this is proof, man. The guy whose brain probably works as good or better than just about anybody you've ever heard of before. The brilliance still has <laughs> fetishes. It didn't make it into the movie, by the way. The theory about everything or whatever it was, I did not see Redmayne at ever, ever lustingly look towards a midget dressed or otherwise. I just had <laughs> to read the sentence again. It's making me cough. <clears throat> yes. He liked watching undressed midgets solve complex equations on a too high up chalkboard. Now, again, this is the thing. I look at Stephen Hawking and I think what a miraculous life that guy lived, especially given the disability that was visited upon him by God, you know, by fate. It was just this thing happens. He still goes on to expand human knowledge. And now I've got this in my head. I've got undressed midgets at a chalkboard solving any equations. Honestly, why complex? Like if they were just doing simple math or they were having to carry the two or something like that, that's just not enough. If you don't get it into quadratic equations, I just don't get turned on. I mean, what, what's going on here? And I can't unsee that now, Alexa. You've ruined this for me. You've ruined Stephen Hawking for me. Uh, there's Alexa has a qualification. Community notes say it's been altered. But there's also an email that says he participated in orgies. Yeah, but there was also another email from Epstein. I just really hope that's fake. I want it to be fake because the dude's just so brilliant, was so brilliant. Uh, Another text. Yes, we should care. Many of these people are trying to shape the course of our country with their status and money. Well, I agree with that. Okay, the people that are trying to shape the country or the influencers and all that. I mean, would you say the same thing? And again, I, I was about to say Kim Kardashian, but do, should Kim Kardashian's already let us know what all of her bizarreness is. That's how she got to be famous, Ray J. Um, but how about like Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift, maybe the most popular, successful, famous pop singer on the planet Earth right now. A billion dollars, billionaire. She changes pop culture. too. Should we get to know the things that she engages in? If they're, What if they're not criminal, but they're just perverse or they're weird? Should we get to know? I don't think so. I don't think we get to know those things. If she wants to tell us about them, maybe it's an album in there. I don't know. Maybe it's with Kelsey. You know, he's a chief. But um, otherwise, I don't think so. But if they engage in criminal conduct, I then I don't care anymore if they're people of power or influence. Just did they run afoul of the law? Luxa took a similar point on this thing. We should absolutely care about who's on this list. Most of these people were having sex with underage girls and trafficked girls, 
absolutely right. It's criminal. Why hasn't, and this is an important question, why hasn't any person been charged for this other than Epstein and Maxwell? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, if it's just because it's just not enough anymore to have a person say, this person did this to me. I get that. We see that all the time. There are sex assault accusations that are made every single year in jurisdictions throughout the state, maybe the, probably the country, certainly in the metro area. And in those um, allegations, cops try to come up with all the evidence that they can. They'll do a whole bunch of different things. If it's untimely, then they can't get the DNA. They can't, if there's pictures, if there's descriptions of, of identifying marks on someone that only their doctor, spouse, or someone else that had had intimate knowledge of them would know, that's something too. Like, oh yeah, he has a tattoo uh, that says exit only right there on his tramp stamp spot. I don't know. Whatever that thing is, that's, that could be evidence. The other thing that they'll try to do is they'll try to do these special little setup phone calls where the person will call the person and say, hey, I want to talk about what happened the other night. I can't believe you did that to me. Why did you do that? You knew how drunk I was or I wasn't even awake or whatever. And you, you're trying to get the other person to do the right thing and apologize or uh, get, at least give a description that, hey, that's not how it went down. This is how it went down. So they put themselves there and they put themselves in the act. Or you get them on the phone and they say, I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing like that ever happened. And that doesn't give you anything other than exculpatory evidence. So, you know, some of the lack of prosecution here could be the product of the fact that there just isn't enough evidence. And, and if, you, if you could even track someone's movements down to where you could say they were absolutely present at the time that this particular party slash orgy were held, is that enough I don't think so. Just being present. Now, if you were in the room where a crime like that occurred, then I feel a little bit differently there. Now you are in a position to do something and you didn't. And while not criminal, that's shameful. But if you were, I don't know, waiting in line, clapping, encouraging, working the camera, I don't know, any of those things. Yeah, you're now an accomplice to this whole thing. But I just don't know how we're going to get there. Uh, and maybe these transcripts will help reveal that. But it seems to me that law enforcement has known about this for a long time. And they didn't feel like they had enough to move forward. Or if you're going to take the other political approach, you say, well, they're not going to go after the, the people who butters their bread. They're part of this big conspiracy. They're not going to go after the people that that would get knocked out of government because... Those are their benefactors. Those are the powerful people. I, I don't know. 303-696-1971 is our number. I think it's an interesting thing. I, I'm interested to know why no charges have been brought on additional people because it is clear that this young woman is talking about people who victimized her. It could be, too, that in other countries there may be statute of limitations issues, and that's why she was left to sue Prince Andrew. Think about this. If you go to court through the state, at best... Personally, you can expect restitution, and restitution isn't pain and suffering and anything like that. That's like out-of-pocket expenses directly related to being a victim of this particular crime. It's also a super high bar beyond a reasonable doubt. A civil suit is a much lower bar, preponderance of the evidence. Usually, 
and now in Colorado this is true, with a much more forgiving statute of limitations. So you can bring the charge years later. Now, that's true also on the criminal side these days in Colorado, but it hasn't always been so. I don't know what it is like in the United Kingdom. I'm trying to think of when she sued Prince Andrew. So there may be that. There may also be the opportunity to guarantee at least some greater level of anonymity. Uh, Anonymity is not the right word. Some limitation on the exposure of some of the information through the civil system than there would be on the criminal side. When the government accuses you of a crime, every damn thing they do and say shows up in a place that becomes publicly available unless there's some super limited reason why it can't be. On the civil side, it just doesn't seem like that stuff gets out as much. And so there's an opportunity here, like for Prince Andrew, there's an opportunity to say, Prince Andrew, rather than try to lock you up and try my case in a criminal court that's super public, where you're going to get a chance to cross-examine the hell out of me. And we have this super high bar, and at the end of the day, I win a conviction, or the state does, and very little else. I can sue you, try to develop more discovery, put the screws to you, and try to get at least something that might help me move my life forward. I mean, the example I'll give you of how these two worlds collided was Kobe Bryant. Um... I think I've told this story before, but uh, I'll do it after a break. It's just long enough. I'll do it after a break. We'll head into the 7 o'clock hour. Reached out to a couple of uh, superstar legislators, Lynch and P- Puglisi, and I'll see if we can get any others on. I just want to talk about this upcoming legislative session. I think kickoff is today. Um, they had some vacancy committee voodoo uh, yesterday that took place, a little bit of controversy here and there, but uh, otherwise it's something like <laughs> – I don't know if this is the right number. One third of everybody in the legislature these days is not actually elected by the voters they represent. They were put in place by a majority vote of a vacancy committee of, oh, I don't know, somewhere between 20 and 40 people. I mean, that is an appalling lack of democracy in in this particular republic. 303-696-1971. Let's do this. Let's cut away for a break after this read. And then I'll tell you a little bit about how uh, the criminal stuff impacts civil and vice versa and why maybe, maybe the civil stuff is the most we can hope for in the case of Jeffrey Epstein. Although I'd love to see the criminal prosecution piece. Really love to see it. 303-696-1971. Hey, uh, if you're feeling like, and I am, by the way, if you're feeling a little bit under the weather or slower than you normally would, and it's 2024 and you're like, I had all these plans, I had all these resolutions, One of the things that you might want to do, one of the things I'm going to do is to uh, get my portion of the UltraCur product. You can tell I got a little bit of the cough. UltraCur is this patented, non-prescription, all-natural, curcumin-based, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and I need that too. I got this thing I was dragging around my right foot yesterday, this weird swelling just in this one portion of my heel. I can't explain it, never had it before. And I thought, you know, the problem here is when I was uh, abroad there in Florida, didn't take the UltraCur with me. So I've started that process back up. Billy and I have both been taking this stuff. Uh, this thing works. It works for me. I can't tell you that the results are identical for every single person, but I can tell you that the results happen. For some, about half the people that take it within 48 hours, half of them within two, you just go get your three, your free three-day supply at your vitamin cottage. Go to your vitamin manager, ask them. If they put them out on the shelves, man, people would just come by and take them all, right? You say free, people are like, great, I'm going to grab them all up. Just ask for them. You'll get at least one three-day supply, but then say, hey, can I get one for my wife, my son, my 
my daughter, whatever it is, whoever else it is that you love, my neighbor, and I want to give them a chance to try this thing too, and then go get the rest that you're going to need as you move forward. Uh, GetUltraNow.com is where you can get all your questions answered. GetUltraNow.com. Check them out, UltraCur. When we come back, I'll tell the story. I'll get to your text. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you, 710 KNUS. Final segment of the 6 o'clock hour. If you haven't been on the YouTubes or the Rumbles, man, Lewis has this fantastic stream. I'm just now noticing it. I don't know how long he's been running this thing of different ski places, some in Colorado, some outside of Colorado. But it's just like this stationary camera that he's tapping into where folks are just coming and going uh, at the ski hill. I don't know why I find that fascinating. Also a little jelly because, uh, again, I haven't been up snowboarding yet. Hey, here's the story I quickly want to tell. And then I want to actually, you know what, let me do this. Alexa, who's clearly way up on this uh, more than I am, Alexa says, you are wonderful. No, it says uh, Epstein took videos of the elite having sex with these girls in his New York home, New Mexico ranch, and on the island. The FBI is in possession of these videos. I believe the videos clearly show who's involved. Why isn't the FBI charging these people? Holy crap. That's a great question, Alexa. If that's true, and clearly I have not done the research on that particular issue that you have. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why aren't people being prosecuted? What's the missing evidence there? Uh, With just the limited time I have, I'll I'll just share with you the story on the Kobe Bryant case. Long time ago, uh, Kobe Bryant came to town to rehab a knee up there at a place called Cordillera up in Vail. I'm not even sure it's there anymore. Pretty famous place, high-end place. And uh, he goes up there. And, of course, he's a geographic bachelor at the time. And there's a young lady there who's the victim in this case, and she works there, and she's super excited because she is tasked with checking them in and all this other stuff. He is flirting with her, and, of course, she doesn't rebuff him at all. And who who wouldn't be? You know, I'd be flattered if Kobe Bryant had flirted with me, and I'm a straight guy. And uh, one thing leads to another. He asks her for a tour of the place and then talks her into coming back and kind of defeating his security by sneaking into the room a different way, and then she would take him on this private tour. And she takes him on this tour. They go back to the room. One thing leads to another, and uh, he makes a pass at her and starts kissing her and pretty soon starts groping her. And it's about that time that she decides this is, I mean, this is crazy. This is not exactly where I thought this was going to go. I mean, it was really fun for, but I'm I'm super scared and freaked out. And she tries to stop it. And of course, there's no stopping it, right? Like for Kobe Bryant, that train has left the station, and he ends up taking her over to the couch and he rapes her, and uh, and then she leaves. And then it's a day or so later that she ends up making the outcry and sets in motion a whole bunch of things. He gets arrested by the police up there that maybe it was the sheriff. He's in the back of the car. They said, uh, hey, you had sex with so-and-so. He says, no, I didn't. They said, we're getting DNA. He said, okay, I did, but it was consensual, that kind of thing. So keep in mind, he hires Pam Mackey, who one of the best defense attorneys – in in Colorado, maybe ever, but certainly within the last 20-plus years. She's retired now. And uh, she gets on the case, and this thing's proceeding forward. The DA up there at the time is a guy who's the DA of four counties, just like the 18th, but it's a ski country. You know what I mean? Like, he just doesn't have the experience. So he reaches out to the district attorney's counsel and says, hey, I need help. They reach out to the first judicial district, Jeff Coe, and they bring on board 
two fantastic sex assault prosecutors. One is named Dana Easter. The other is named Ingrid Bakke, who is now the chief judge in Boulder who's overseeing the mass murder by the King Super Shooter. I'd worked with both of these women before in trials and stuff like that, and they had used me to do a mock cross-examination of sex assault victims in other cases. And then two weeks before trial, they asked me to do the same thing for this victim. And I do it. I spend all weekend preparing, reading through jillions of pages of reports and transcripts and all this stuff, and I get ready. And we go into a courtroom, super secret courtroom, and for three and a half hours, I act like I'm the defense attorney, and I kind of go after the the victim. And and not in an aggressive, malicious way. An effective cross-examination, in my opinion, involves very little pounding of the table and demeaning. I don't think that's effective. That's TV stuff. And it, uh, it ends up ending three times in there with her kind of collapsing emotionally. And uh, by the end of it, we get through it. And I think, yeah, this woman's battle tested and, and all that. Well, one of the people in the room watching this trial was her civil attorney. Dude's name may be familiar to you, Lynn Wood. And my guess is Lynn went back and had a conversation with her. And based on just exactly what I told you, said, we can go to criminal court and we'll lose here. Our civil case is worth zero, or you can bow out of the criminal case. We'll settle this case for good money, and you can live your life. She did the latter, and that's how Kobe Bryant ended. Listen, when we come back, it'll be 7 o'clock. We're going to change up the topic. It's going to be you and me, more of your text. George Brockler, stick around. 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. <laughs> 